uh, as now we get to a sense of spiritual identity. How the spiritual identity? Now I want to tell you, Sister Kalogo, without a strong sense of who we are, you can't get much done for God. If we don't know who we are, we need to know who we are. Uh, because if you don't know who you are, you run the risk of the world defining you. The world will define you, but they don't waste time. They will define you. Uh, your life's experiences will define you. So, spiritual identity, kingdom identity. Who am I in Christ? Who am I in the kingdom? Because whoever defines you controls your destiny. If the world defines you, they control your destiny. And so we, we, we need to be very, very, very careful that we know who we are. We understand what God brought us here for. For the glory of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the New Testament, in Diane's way, he explained concepts, spiritual concepts through storytelling. You remember that? They call the parables in the Bible. This told a story because they connect to the emotive. It connects to emotion, so there's power in telling stories. Now, when we come to the identity, there is a story which I once said. Now, there's a lot of uh, versions of, of this eagle story. Yeah. I will tell another one next week. But this one is an interesting one because uh, the title of this one, as we define the concept, it is the eagle who grew up believing he was a chicken. An eagle who grew up believing he was a chicken. Why cooler who calls it as I tell you? But man cooler, cooler as what you mean cool. Show take a leg, a young as you will pass. Name cook as you will A farmer found an eagle's egg. Tolly panda somewhere, a So what he does, he put it, he puts it with his chickens and sown the egg hatches. The young eagle grew up with the chickens and whatever they did, whatever the chickens did, the eagle did too. So he thought he was a chicken just like them. He was a chicken just like them. And uh, his mindset was tuned to the mindset of a chicken. Since chickens could only fly for a short distance, the eagle also learned to fly a short distance. Because whatever the chickens did, that's exactly what he did. If he flew further, I dared to flew further. I'm daring because my DNA. If we should have apart. So if he flew further, he would be cautioned about the dangers of adventurism and ill-discipline. He would be careful because 
There are hyenas out there. We'll be told about the hyenas, the targeted chickens who were presumptuous like him. So he then controlled himself. One day the eagle saw a bird flying high above him and was very impressed. Then he said, who is that? He asked the hands around it. He said, that picture got stretched. That's the eagle, the king of the birds, the hands told him. He belongs to the sky, but we belong to the earth. We are just chickens, they told him. We're just chickens. Don't even, don't worry about them. They just, you know, they, that's, that's, that's what they do. We, we belong here. So the eagle lived and died as a chicken. For that's what he thought he was. Now there's another version of it which I will tell you next week as we begin to get into it next week, into kingdom identity proper next week. But this is a tragic story. It shouldn't happen to any believer. Mundo Ikola must never ever have to get to this point whereby it seems as if Adam he gave the egg of humanity to the serpent and the serpent took it to hatch it elsewhere. So whoever we have become it's not what God had intended for us to be. This is why Lendoy Kingdom identity, it reintroduces you to yourself through the word. It says whatever that you have become, it's not the image that God had preordained for you. I love that scripture in the book of Proverbs, in Old Testament, in Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Because who you think you, have, you are on the inside, that's what we are going to interact with Tina on the outside. And that's how you are going to approach life and interact with life. So kingdom identity becomes powerful therefore because it begins to fashion it on the inside and it begins to recalibrate us. Our DNA gets tuned properly so that everything that we were created to do and to be gets done say amen, amen. so yeah i need to tell you what the billions of people around the world we have a wrong sense of self because of that we we don't have churches that are kingdom oriented one of the first things that you do with believers is to get them to rediscover themselves according to God. Rediscover yourself. Know who you are in the kingdom. We must have a strong sense of identity. Yaltanda is because Now what happens in the world there are broken mirrors. So whatever you see, have you ever looked try to look in a broken mirror? It gives you a sense of reflection yeah. that's what the enemy does 
He gives us broken mirrors. Whatever we see, it's not what God had intended. The Word of God becomes a mirror. When you spend time in the Word, you could discard as women. You become to get transformed, you metamorphose into the image of the Father as He had intended from the beginning. This is why every believer must spend time in the Word because it's the Word of God that transforms us. So a kingdom identity was only therefore it restores and revives the eagle in you. How to restore? Revive. It revives the eagle in you so that when we are done, you have an understanding of who you were created to be so that you can fly as high as you can. Kingdom identity says rediscover the eagle in you. Rediscover it because it's there. That's who you are at cellular level, at DNA level, spiritually speaking. That's who you are. It says you were created for more than you have settled for in this sense. So it becomes an important message to preach. If we don't do it, you will live the rest of your life thinking of a mindset of a chicken. Yes, we are created for glorious things. Amazing things. I think it was Lance Ward now. He says, don't settle for less when your heart is crying out for more. You know when you are boxed in. You know when you are in an environment that just boxes you in. Even in the workplace. This is why, oh, suppose sometimes they ask for a transfer. And they change companies because you are in this company and you outgrow it. You have done everything that you're supposed to do. You know all the processes and systems here. And you, you get to a place where you realize, I'm not growing. You, you, you plateau. That's what they call it. And you want to fly further. Yeah. Everybody in you, there is a, a design that God has done in your, in your system that requires for you to fly further and further and further and further until... Your preordained destiny is achieved. Amen. Amen. This is why the concept step out of the box cannot because people got frustrated. They're living in a box. Think outside of the box, they said. Because you were created for things greater than what the system, the world system has made you believe. Now, I want to ask you something. I don't know how many of you know. Barcelona. Let's just let's just talk about how how high can an eagle? Let's start with a chicken. How high can a chicken fly? A chicken. Now there are different species of chicken. You must understand that. But how high do you think it? Now I didn't know that myself. But let me just tell you. In kuku, kuku ba zase na andela na kule na ko. Now, the highest in Kuku and is it's 10 feet. It's, it's basically 3 meters. It is still 3 meters. You know Just below the end of the. Just approximately. That's how high a chicken, an average chicken can fly. 
Now, how high can an eagle fly? An eagle can reach an altitude of 10,000 feet. It's basically 3,000 meters. If you are into discovery, this is channel's DSTV, stories are told of pilots who have spotted eagles piercing the skies at very high altitude in the clouds. That's who they are. Imagine if that they are going to suppress it and compress its nature into being a mere chicken. That's an injustice. That's what the enemy is doing to most of us on earth as his people. Yeah. I want to ask you something else. What's the longest a chicken can fly? Longest means on a stretch from here to there, on a stretch, not going up, going that way. Now, there are chickens that can fly, by the way, because there are different species of chicken. Now, let me just tell you this, because I, I want to challenge you, before, because today I'm laying a foundation for next week. I want to leave this place thinking, I, I cannot end like this. I cannot end like this. I must, I must stretch beyond the limits that have been set. Yeah. And all the parameters and the boundaries yeah. that have been set for me. Now, the world's longest on record, Mamtanda, flight of a chicken that has been recorded is 13 seconds. Now, I've never seen that. I was shocked to hear that. 13 seconds, that's long for a chicken. I even at home, I was like, what? in my head the thing is in the air I've never seen a chicken fly 13 seconds but because it's different species of chicken this particular chicken flew 13 seconds which is basically 300 feet convert that it's 91 meters there's a fair distance for a chicken average chicken what's the longest an eagle has flown between 120 kilometers, 250 kilometers. An eagle. Those are fierce beings. They are mighty in the air. They are strong in who they are. Let me ask you two more before we get into this. What is the longest wingspan of a chicken? Wingspan will be from the tip of the wing to the other tip of the wing, and you measure the wingspan. How long do you think a wingspan of a chicken is? Because that's what the world wants us to become. With every ism and philosophy and whatever they do out there, they are compressing you. That's why they hate the word. Because the word says you are more than what they've told you. You hear perspective of heaven. Now let's answer the question. The wingspan of a chicken is between 45 centimeters to 60 centimeters. Now, if you understand, know a ruler, just imagine a ruler, just a couple more there, from one end to the other end, it's a small thing, it's not much. An average chicken, especially longer, others slightly shorter. All right. Now, what is the longest wingspan of an eagle? Now, there's an eagle called the stellar sea eagle. It is an average wingspan of eight feet. It's almost two and a half meters. My stretchy limb It's about two and a half meters in full flight. It can spot a fish from afar off, from kilometers away, it spots it and it goes for it. 
You remember that we're doing a Bible study. We are in a chapter, we are going to chapter 6. But in chapter 4, you remember the four living creatures. Yeah. I don't know if I have that here. I don't. Now let me remind you upon that. By the way, let me just show you that because it's, a, it's an amazing thing to have a look at them. When we do get those plasma screens, you will see it properly. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Amen. So it's an amazing, it's majestic being there. Now, this particular scripture says, Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures, full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature like a calf, the third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a chicken. No, it doesn't say that. It says the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. Let's discover who we are, family. Let's discover who we are. Let's know who we are in God. Because about who are going to get destinies restored on earth are people who have discovered who they are in the eyes of God. I, I want you to know, and I'm telling you, you, you belong to the skies. The clouds are your neighborhood, according to God. That's where you belong. That's where God wants you. You don't belong in the dust. So you don't get used to it. You are not a dirty bird. You don't eat fun stuff. You are a clip, you are an eagle, you are meant, you were created to fly at the highest altitudes. We will go to that maybe next week. So what is identity? Identity is a, that's a broad subject. Now, excuse me because we, when we do these things, we, 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 we teach and we need to be very, very uh, patient with that process. Amen. So we need to understand what identity is. Basically, if you look up the word identity, you will get lots of definitions of it. But in simple terms, identity who mean? It's who we are. Out of who I am. That's basically it. Not who I have become. It's not about where you grew up. This is why you must learn these things. Because if you don't do, where you grew up will define you. Your circumstances will define you. Lack of opportunities will define you. Abuse you went through or you were subjected to as a child will define you. That's what the enemy wants. Bullying will define you. Sin that you committed some time ago will define The Father wants us to rediscover who we are according to His Word. Now, there's this definition which I looked at. It is a journal which they wrote. It defines identity. It says identity is the sameness of a person or thing 
at all times or in all circumstances. Now that's a bit complicated. Let's go to this one which I think is much better. Identity is how one answers the question, who are you? So, umanga sentefile microphone, hibege pa mwako. Who are you? Then those are issues. We can begin to have different dimensions along which you're going to answer. In terms of your ethnicity, your sexuality, and everything else is a broad thing. Whatever you are going to say, that's who, that's your identity. Now, that's what we are addressing here. Because Otiko, he wants us to look at ourselves the way he looks at us. He wants us to define ourselves the way he defines us. Arafuni would have the opportunity for things to define us. Because if they do, then they have control over our destiny. Amen. So I love this one. It is how one answers the question, who are you? Now, let's talk about spiritual identity. Our spiritual identity shapes everything about our life. Then identity, how to identity? Becomes very, very important. I, I think you are beginning to understand now because I'm going to... I'm not, I'm not going to be long, by the way, this morning. Umaguguti's spiritual identity shapes everything else about our life. Then it becomes a critical subject to discuss and to be taught in church. Because from that point onwards, you will realize your spiritual identity will determine your values. What your values? and your norms. In other words, what you value in life, what you consider to be normal. Do you know that for a Christian, what is normal to a person in the world may not be necessarily normal to me. I will teach when we do kingdom culture again. Because in the Garden of Eden, there was what we call God's normal. It was normal. For them to walk in holiness it was normal for them to walk in divine health it was normal for for god to come and interact with them and commune with them in the cool of the day in the garden of eden that was god's normal the enemy replaced god's normal with his normal so he exchanged what was normal and gave them his normal. What used to be normal before the enemy came became abnormal. And today it's even subnormal. So what the world calls normal, it's not the original normal that God had given his people. The original normal is found in the world. This is why it's normal in the world for a young person to be sexually promiscuous. That's why they, she feels under pressure at 21 and still being a virgin. Yeah. That's their normal. But God, when we begin to read Spoonies, we, we are then introduced to our normal, which is called kingdom culture. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. 
So spiritual identity becomes powerful because it determines our standards. Yes. Our boundaries. Because I know who I am in Christ. My standards in life become different from a standard of somebody who is in the world. We look at two different things differently because we use different measuring tools to measure what is out there. They use their mind, the carnal mind, I use the word. When someone says something on TV, they use their intelligence and their intellectual acumen to accept, I use the word. Wolf Blitzer says something on CNN. I love Wolf Blitzer. I step behind what he said and look at it through the word. All right. So it's our standards. Another thing that he, kingdom identity does, Bazalwan, it determines how we solve, how we relate with others. How we relate with others. I'm having a plan. It's my identity. It's my identity. It's because your identity, your DNA is just so different. As I truly know, but it's because you are tuned in a certain way. Your identity is different. Amen. Kingdom identity will determine how I form relationships. Your click in the because I know who I am in God. It begins to sift even in friendships, people that you surround yourself with, people who advise you, people who give you counsel. It's not just anybody who can speak into your life, into your marriage, somebody who's full of brand in their tummy. They come and tell you about how you're supposed to run your marriage so your identity determines such things it determines what is acceptable and what is unacceptable but if you don't know who you are anything somebody can just come and tell you this is acceptable you take it uma iningi because you're under pressure at school, the peer pressure, by move in that direction. If that happens, it is because you have not come to a place where you know who you are. It determines what's right and wrong. Your right could be their wrong, your wrong could be their right, your left is their right, their right is your left because you are different. How do I am different? I am different. 
and you must be comfortable with the truth. It's your reality. It's who you are. Now our problem is that we try to assimilate Spanish. How can an eagle so majestic be so apologetic that you are an eagle? With a wingspan of two and a half meters. Because they think in a voice convincing. group and you feel under pressure and you shrink yourself down to that size before you know you know it you have depleted yourself on your way to pleasing them you become lesser and lesser and lesser and lesser until we so it is true therefore not we there is something called an identity crisis or the identity crisis identity. which must not happen in the body of Christ in churches all over the world so if I have an identity crisis, there's a serious problem. Now, I want you to know what led to the identity crisis. It's not just a psychological problem. It's a spiritual problem. It's a spiritual problem because it begins to influence every other area in my life. I was willing some medical. You, you need, I need to be transformed. I need to be introduced to the word. I need to see myself in the word and be transformed thereby by the word of God. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the Bible says. So let everybody transform because it's going to ensure that whoever I will definitely because you know. Kolokolo wants to bless us, but our was who spawn, we have become carbon copies of everybody else. destiny upon the original you. Not upon a carbon copy of somebody else. Not upon them. What we call pills of great price. Until we are transformed into his image and into his likeness then things are bestowed upon us because now long time from now we are born because we are as I, I begin to obey the word I come forth slowly but surely into that which God created me to be so it is it's a serious spiritual problem and it's an identity crisis, which I am trusting God that in His kingdom embassy house people, we will not suffer from that. Because once one identity crisis, basically what you have is a, is a crisis in your values, yeah. in your norms, and in your standards. 
You have a crisis in your relationships. You have a crisis. We have a problem of solving crisis because you can only solve when it is uh, under duress, let me pressure till it. It causes it to go through a storm. From the eye of the storm. So you can't even problem solve according to what God wants you. Because you have been shortchanged. You are less of who you are supposed I am less of who I'm supposed to be. Because the enemy knows Walk unto him. Because you are going to begin to walk in dominion and authority in the earth. And possess the land. And do mighty exploits for the kingdom. So he's going to try and put boundaries and tell you lies. And use your sin to bind you. Give you condemnation. He's trying to constrain you. I'm a change. So that you never ever have to fly in your life. He defines you based on your past. Whatever that you have gone through, he concludes that's who you are. He tells you, he labels you. You try to fly a little bit, say, well, how dare you? You are a hypocrite. How can you even lift up your hands in church? He's trying to constrain you, put chains on you. But God has a different agenda for you. More identity crisis is a problem. Because you have a moral crisis too. Basically, you have a serious problem altogether. I can quote a whole lot of things because because it's not that it's it's yet everything else is sorted it's software it's so and what it does is it transfers in virus spiritually is it's an antivirus antivirus because it's software to is corrupt everything else that we are going to do is corrupted and we spread our corruption until we come across the Lamb of God who shed his blood for our sin we get cleansed and he installs in us a different software kingdom software we begin to think differently we problem solve differently we look at life differently because we have been changed from the inside out that is the power of the gospel. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. You remember what you to <laughs> Amen. Before he releases, 
Before he releases Ujesu into public ministry, he makes sure the Father that he tells him who he is. So in Matthew 3, uh, verses 16 to 17, excuse me, that, that's not a good, um, I don't know what happened there, just bad. But I can see when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold the heavens were opened to him and he saw the spirit of god descending like a dove and alighting upon him and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased now god is doing something there oh jesus in terms of his identity in luke 3 Verses 21 to 22 says, When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. The voice came in heaven, from heaven which said, You are my beloved son. Now he's speaking directly to him. You are my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. In other words, as you are about to be launched into your public ministry, my son, don't worry about what all the chickens will be saying about you. All the chickens will be making a whole lot of noises. Some of them will be wearing religious robes. But at the end of the day, they are chickens in long robes. So don't worry about what they will be saying. So from that point onwards, Ujesu, from the time God told him who he was, from that moment onwards, he would do everything on the basis of what his father is God. He would do everything on the basis of what he had a heavenly DNA. He will do everything on the basis of what he, Because my father is in heaven, that means I have a heavenly culture. Whatever they are doing here, I am participating for convenience sake. Find out home zone. And now all these other things which we discuss in, in, in kingdom culture. That, that's for convenience. So Usipo can find her way around. You can, you can have an identity on earth, an ID number, and a surname, surname, and everything else must be in place so that you can function on earth. But we, are, we have a covenant relationship with the culture of heaven. We are in courtship relationship with an earthly culture. I will explain that one day. All right. So from that point onwards, who just when the Father tells him, this is who you are. Everything changes when he steps out. He steps out with that understanding, yeah. knowing exactly who he is. We live on borrowed. It's called borrowed spiritual identity. How to borrow? 
It's like a temporary identity. Identity and Gibanayo temporarily. And then I revert back into being whatever the world has made me to become. Most Christians on earth have a borrowed spiritual identity which is temporary. It's not at a DNA level. It's not at a cellular level. It's not our first nature. We drop it as soon as there's pressure, there's a, a, some temptation. When I'm pulled in this direction, I need to transform myself into being a chicken again for some time so that I can get them to laugh and get them to applaud and appreciate me and accept me. Let me repeat for the last time. Most Christians, how do most Christians, alive, live on borrowed spiritual identity? Now, because of that, Mamutabash, we flip flop between multiple personalities as God's people. Because we are not sure yet. We, we haven't been anchored in godliness, in Christ-likeness. At a DNA that we flip-flop bet between multiple personalities, depending on what is going on. There's something called a chameleon syndrome. Yeah. Depend on what you give the environment. He camouflages himself. Walk into a bar. Walk into some 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 environment. You can't just say longer. Edgewood College. Sasa na dopa erogate zamako tinaga sasa zidu. One fact about Bema, they would they would dispel this dispel this go away. Because I would tell them, guys, we are still smoking. Don't you know that smoking is our fashion? What's your problem? Let us have a word. just like that. Ready, just like that. Whenever, when we show, because we refused to change our identity. Because we happen to be in their midst. Yeah. There's not the will of God. Yeah. who are going to possess the land. Who walk in covenant with God. Who are bold and are convinced. I am who I am because God wants me. This way. Let it become chameleon syndrome. It is losing your senses of self. Losing your sense of self and uniqueness by assimilating to your environment. Sure, let me repeat it. It is losing your sense of self and uniqueness by becoming like your environment. Amen. By visa. A multiple personality disorder. 
multiple personality disorder, some schizophrenia, something. Unfortunately, in the spirit, that is so much there with lots of God's people. We are shy. Like I told Apostle Paul, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Because when you are ashamed of the gospel, you are ashamed of your very identity. This is why Masabas, you are to open Egamashu, a case you see. Not everyone we youth would come with us. Because he beat him, I must be as I say, station Namaju, Sibege, the platform, the stage. Besuma, a stage. Amen. Bobby Mike. As you have fathers, go cheso. Oh, and do seven and plunyak. Now, if you are not sure of your identity, you will not do that because you are ashamed of your very self. Now, if you are ashamed of your identity, that means your identity is in question. I have, you have an identity crisis. And a person with an identity crisis, the enemy knows. He knows us very well. This is why we are here today. God says, no, you, there's nothing to be ashamed of. I created you to be amazing in the earth. Don't forget what he told Adam in the Garden of Eden. So as he blessed them. And he said, be fruitful and multiply. Have dominion. So there's nothing, oh there's nothing, there's nothing. to be ashamed of. So, what? Who is Jesus marrying? If we are like, if most of Christians are like that, who is Jesus marrying? Who who is he coming for? If I have four different personalities, depending on four different environments I find myself in at that particular time, who is Jesus of the four personalities? Because not all of them are perfect. It's quota, quota, quota. It's a quota thing right through. So who is Jesus coming for? The Lord wants to restore us, how to restore, restore. So that we can resemble His nature and His likeness. Amen. Because today I was just introducing you, just getting you to think a little bit about a few things. Next week I want to cover 1 Peter 2.9. That's the gist of kingdom identity message. Now it's not there because it's for next week. Just, just open this so that I can just, just for about five minutes explain to you what we'll be covering next week. First Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. We'll talk to you about 
You're being a king and you're being a priest. Because that's what God is restoring these days. Another thing we will discuss next week is Exodus 19, 5-6. I'm not going to explore those today. I'm just giving you an idea. That you, you must come next week so that you can begin to delve into this properly. Exodus 19, 5-6 The Bible Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation these are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Shabbat says, Father, I want you to know, you are not your past. Out, I am not my past. Number two, you are not the abuse you have gone through. Out, I, I am not the abuse I have gone through. That's not my identity. Number three, you are not your circumstances. Because at this point in time, all of us are going through different things, but those things must never define who you are. It's the world that defines who we are. You are the child of the most high God. And great are the plans that the Father has for you. Everything the enemy has done in your past, God is going to use that for His glory and for His praise. Let's stand by the Lord. Hallelujah. Everything. Everything that the enemy has done. I believe. Everything works together for good. For those who love Him. And I'm called according to his purpose. All of it. He has a way of blending it all together. The good and the bad. And it gives him glory. Because they are going to give him the glory and show forth his power, his love, and his mercy. So, yoga into whatever. I want you to think this morning. Think about what you have gone through in your life. The family you were born into. No one here chose who your parents were going to be. You were born into that situation. Whatever that happened between your mom and your dad, whatever happened to you as a child, often you didn't have any control over it. But I want you to know that God has a way of taking all the broken pieces of our lives 
and he puts them back together into something glorious. What used to give you tears before, when you thought about it, God wants to bring about healing in that area. So that when you think about that experience, you see the goodness of God, you see the grace of God over it. So today your DNA, let it be changed. Whatever circumstances, poverty, lack of resources, whatever it is, lack of education. And we have grown up thinking what we let do God has got something bigger and greater for you. Says, I know the plans that I think toward you. Jeremiah 29 11. Thoughts of peace, not evil. Thoughts of peace. You are on God's mind. With your history, with everything you have gone through, you are on God's mind. Says, I know the plans that I think. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and hope. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We want to be everything we were created to be. Today, Father, we choose to embrace the identity. Whoever you say we are, that's who we choose to become. Whoever you say we are, that's who we are. Nothing less, nothing more. I destroy the lies of... Let us lift up your hands, Barcelona. I destroy the lies of the enemy. Right now. All the lies the enemy has told your people. In the name of Jesus. The entrance of your word brings light. Let there be light, let there be illumination and revelation. I pray that your people this day leave this place knowing that all things are possible. The sky is the limit for them. Whatever the enemy has planned shall not come to pass as we choose to walk in covenant. And we abide by the terms of covenant. We walk in repentance. We walk in holiness. We shall indeed possess the land as couples, as families, even as individuals. The identity that you preordained for me to have let me have your dna let me see myself the way you see me let me live my life according to the identity that you have given me in jesus name amen let's give the lord a hand Thank you.